Live and create from your true personal power. This is Elevation Nation. Hey there, and welcome back to Elevation Nation. This is El Press, your host, and we get together every week to talk about how you can elevate the joy in your life and the success in your business. So let's talk about something called listening. Are you a good listener? Do you feel that others listen to you fully? What I find is those answers are usually in somewhat contradiction to one another because a lot of people say, yeah, I'm a good listener. Some people will admit that they're not, <laughs> but a lot of people will say, I'm a good listener. Yet the majority of people say they don't feel like they are fully 100% listened to very often because we are a world of multitaskers and people with their own agendas and interrupters and people who have to one up. I mean, one of our favorite skits that we watch is the, uh, it's on Saturday Night Live and it's Kristen Wiig. I can't think of the Penelope, I think is her name, maybe. Is that right? I think that's her character name and, and <laughs> where she's constantly, somebody says, we're so excited. We're going to Italy for a month. And you'll see her just jump in from the side screen and say, yeah, so um, I'm going to Italy too. So I'll be flying first class. So, you know, it's a little more important. So, and well, I'll be staying for two months. So it's, you know, twice as long. So... And she'll just keep writing like how her situation is better or worse or whatever it might be. You know, like if somebody says, um, you know, I just I just lost my pet. My, my dog just passed away. She's like, yeah, so I, I just lost two dogs. So you can see that that's even, you know, more. So it was really painful. And I had them for 25 years. So it was longer than the 15 you had yours. So and it's so funny because I think we've all been there. We've been there where we feel like no matter what we say, somebody has to come back with they did it but better or they did it but longer or more or whatever it may be. So let's talk about the art of listening and what good listening is all about. Good listening requires us to be fully present, not multitasking, not doing several other things and going, uh-huh, uh-huh, which is somewhat dismissive. Giving someone our full attention and engaging with what they're saying. Eye contact, appropriate mm-hmm, validation that you are listening and you're still there. Have you ever been talking to somebody on the phone and you maybe get tied up and you're busy, you know, maybe checking emails or you're doing something and they're talking away and then they go, are you still there? And you're like, yeah. And you have been hearing them, but only maybe kind of because you were reading an email, but they notice that silence. People energetically notice when you're not with them, when you're not really fully engaged. And that's just via phone. So in person, again, eye contact, appropriate validation of the conversation without needing to interrupt and jumping in, which we are all guilty of, and being able to just, again, stay fully engaged a second point to good listening is being able to remain in inquisition, curiosity. When somebody says something, instead of jumping into one-up, oh, I do that too. And you may not even be trying to one-up them. I get that. It might just be that you're wanting to share in the experience. But let the person finish talking first. Let that person be heard. And then you get your time to share. And you can say, you know, when you were talking about going to Disneyland, that's one of my favorite things to do too. Let me talk about that though, after that person's done, not right in the midst of their excitement and when they're sharing. I'm guilty of this and it's something I continue to work on. 
but I have gotten better at asking more questions. I actually made it one of my goals one year when I was practicing and working on better listening skills to ask one or two more questions before I jump in with my thought or my share. Like, so if somebody says something that they've experienced, um, we're planning a trip to Paris rather than, oh, I've been to Paris. Unless they ask me, if they say, have you ever been to Paris? Yeah, it's wonderful. But if they're like, we're planning a trip to Paris. Oh my gosh, really? When are you going? What are you most excited about? Do you have plans of what you want to see or what parts of the you know country of France? Are you going to go outside of Paris? Or are you going to... You know, you get the point. It's just staying in inquisition and letting them have the spotlight, letting them hold the floor, have the floor, I guess it is, for those few moments, right? That will bond you to other people in such a deeper way than necessarily sharing your similarities from the get-go. So stay in curiosity, stay in inquisition, and let that person share their excitement or their pain or whatever it might be first, right? So if someone comes and says, oh, I had a really bad day at work. Oh, tell me about it. Ah, my day was so awful too. And sometimes that person, the second speaker, goes off to the races telling you all about their day versus you did. Oh, I know what that can be like. Tell me about it. What happened today? You can relate to them. I know what that can be like. Tell me about your day. What happened that was so awful? Tell me about your frustrations. Let them get it out. And then after they've fully felt heard, people are more likely, not everyone, but more likely to say, okay, so enough about me. What, how, how was your day? What's going on? And if they're not the type of person, if they just keep going on about themselves, which we all know that style too, there can be a point then where they'll stop and you can say, can I tell you about my day? Because you know what? I had a pretty rotten day too. And then you can share. So you might have to direct it. Or many times I know that if I'm needing to vent and I'm going on and on about something, I'll then stop and say, so what about you? What's going on in your world? Or how are things going with XYZ? Because I've learned that I have the right to share and hold the floor, have the floor. <laughs> and yet I also want to engage with people and connect with people, not make it all about me and make sure they have time to share as well. So now I become the listener. So even as a sharer, you have an opportunity to become a good listener. And then the third point I'll make about being a good listener is to refrain from judgment. And I'm going to share with you an exercise that you can do in just a minute that will talk about that judgment can be positive or negative. Because if you say to somebody, oh my gosh, that's great. And they're like, well, not really, because what I wanted was this, or I was hoping was that. It's better, again, to go back to point number two and stay in curiosity. Ask them, is that a good thing? That's better listening skills rather than just let me put my opinion on your story and what you're telling me. So these are just three things, simple things. They may not be everything, but there are a few things you can do to practice being a better listener. And it was kind of four things, I guess, because we had be fully present and engaged and attentive. That was one. Number two is to stay in curiosity. So ask more questions about their experience and let them speak. Let them share, whether it's excitement or pain. Let them have the floor. Let them share their story first. And then you can share yours or connect or talk about similarities or differences. 
but it's opening up that space for someone to step into that they really feel heard. And then the sub point of that was to allow yourself as the speaker, like if you're the one sharing, to remind yourself that it's not all about me. I, I have a lot I need to share, but then let me come to a point where I say, thank you so much for listening. What about you? How are things going? Or what's happening with your job or your relationship? Or what did you guys do over the weekend? Whatever it may be. But it's a big complaint I hear of people who are like, yeah, the only time I hear from this person, they call and unload and tell me everything about their life, whether it's how great it is or how bad it is, either way, but they never ask about me. And that connection just folds. So those were kind of two sub points. And then the third point or fourth, whichever way you want to look at it, is to just stay out of judgment, at least for the time being. Let the person share and revert back to point number two of staying in curiosity about what they're sharing with you. So here's the exercise that I'm going to close with. We're going to keep this one short this week because I'm getting ready for vacation. We're going to Yosemite and we're going to be camping for the next 10 days, actually through the end of the month. So you may not hear from me next week. Um, probably not going to have anywhere to record, but we'll be back on track the first week of August. So anyway, here's the exercise. Set a timer for five minutes on your phone or your microwave or your kitchen clock or whatever, wherever you have a timer. Set the timer for five minutes and sit across from somebody, whether it's your child whether it's your spouse or significant other, whether it's just a friend. I've even done this with strangers. And it's one of the most powerful exercises to actually stand back and observe in a room because when I have a room full of strangers and I pair them off and to watch them do this exercise for five minutes with each other, oh, it's powerful. And I've seen tears and I've seen people's body language change from sitting upright to leaning in towards one another and starting, you can see the bond developing just in five minutes. So here's what you do. Set the timer for five minutes and person A is the speaker, person B is the listener and you can decide who that will be because you are going to switch. You both get to be both, so just choose one. So person A who is speaking gets to start to share and person B can only ask questions. And a question can count as, oh, tell me more about that but you see how that's really just inviting more information, not sharing from my point of view or my opinion. So it's things like, oh really, what happened after that? Or, oh, what did you think when that happened? Or how did that feel? Or what did she say next? Or you can say little things like, oh my gosh, or wow, okay, and then what? Keep them engaged and talking. And I've seen strangers sit across from each other and. Maybe the conversation hits kind of an awkward point and they're like, I don't know. So think of another question. So even if it's not related to that particular conversation, what's one of the best books you've read lately? Or what's something you really enjoy doing in your free time? What's something you're incredibly passionate about? What is something you've always wanted to do, but you just haven't gotten around to it yet in your life? What's something that would be so exciting? But do you see how this is creating a bond rather than let me jump in and tell you all about me? And then that person kind of gets overshadowed. So especially the quieter types and especially the ones that aren't the talkers, they probably feel like they're always mowed over. So what you do is when the timer ends, you pause. And what I do as a facilitator, if I'm doing this as a group exercise is, so how did that, how did that feel to be the listener? And I'll have some of the listeners share. And how did it feel to be the talker? repetitively, the talker says, 
I felt more engaged than I've ever felt in my life. I felt like I was really being heard. I felt so cared for. I felt loved. And it's a beautiful thing. This is in five minutes. So imagine if you give this to your children, to your spouse, to your best friends. Do it with a coworker. It's just a fun exercise. So then you flip and person A becomes B and person B becomes A. And, you know, whoever was the listener is now the talker. You get the point. So you flip and you do it so that you can experience it from the other side. It may sound like no big deal, but when you actually engage in it, because there's times where that five minutes, like I said, will seem so long and seem like, gosh, I don't know what else to share with this person or I don't know what else to say. And that's where the listener jumps in to ask another question. Go deeper. Go deeper in the topic you're already involved in or just go deeper with that person as a whole. Start talking about what's something they've always wanted to learn or what's their favorite childhood memory or what's something that was super embarrassing but you're willing to share today because you can laugh about it. Whatever it is, just be inquisitive about who someone is and what they're all about, what their dreams and ambitions are. When you experience it from both sides, you will truly begin to understand the value of listening and being listened to. It's super powerful. So have fun with it. I do invite you to be a better listener, to engage in some of these steps that'll just get you started. And maybe we'll revisit this at another time and go deeper. But for now, share this with your friends, those who you think will benefit and be excited about the information we shared today. Because the more we're elevating as individuals, the more we elevate the world as a whole. So live in love, go out there and take care of one another. And of course, be sure to take care of yourself. I'll talk to you the first week of August.